What is up and welcome back into the fan section podcast. Uh, you know how we do it here. We're just a couple of good buddies talking college dropping knowledge. Today's a fan section short. Going to be just hosted by myself, um, Tyson Quiller. We're going to have a guest on today uh, who's going to talk about the rankings with us. He's a, a Michigan expert, so he's going to talk a little bit about the drama with the rankings between Michigan and Michigan State at 6 and 7. Uh, you know, please get into that mailbox. Please get uh, hit us up on Twitter. Alan is uh, monitoring all that stuff, and he's going to respond to all of your questions, concerns, and especially all of your negative, mean feedback, uh, I'm encouraging you to send that directly to Alan. So with, uh, with that being said, um, like I said, this is going to be a fan section short. I'm going to go ahead and just start off right now by uh, reading off the newly announced college football playoff rankings. This is after week 10's uh, games. And starting from top to bottom, we've got Georgia stays at number one. Obviously, Alabama stays at two. With Michigan State losing, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Michigan all move up a spot. That's your three, four, five, and six. We've got Michigan State drops down to seven. Oklahoma, off of a bye week, stays at eight. Nine is Notre Dame, 10, Oklahoma State. Texas A&M at 11, they're up three spots after their win over uh, Auburn. Wake Forest, after their loss, dropped three spots to 12. Baylor at 13. BYU at 14. Ole Miss at 15. NC State at 16. Auburn at 17. Wisconsin at 18. I told Alan I think Wisconsin may very well be the hottest team in the country right now. At 19, Purdue, who jumps into the rankings after slaying their second top three opponent this year. Iowa is at 20. Pittsburgh at 21. San Diego State at 22. My University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners jump into the rankings at 23 as one of only four remaining undefeated teams. Uh, Utah is at 24 and Arkansas at 25. So I want to go ahead and welcome in uh, my good buddy, Justin Yarrow, Michigan superfan. Uh, how are you doing, Justin? Hey, Tyson. Uh, doing well. Just... Uh enjoying the drama that's been happening in college football lately. Yeah, it's been a fun season, but, you know, you're really seeing, I know this is a mantra you and I talk about all the time, but is, you know, the media darlings, your Ohio States, your uh, Alabamas, they're going to find a way to put them in there, that you could see them already jockeying to put them in position. Oh, yeah, always, every year, doesn't matter. <laughs> but your Wolverines are having a great season. So let me maybe, uh, let, well, first of all, they say, one of the rules in journalism is establish the credibility of your guest early. So uh, I've called you a Michigan super fan. Let me ask you, were you or were you not at the um, at the big house when Appalachian State knocked off the Wolverines, I believe ranked number three in the country at that time? Uh, yes, uh, that was back in 07. Uh, I was sitting in um, <clears throat> row 54, seat 11. Um, it was the end zone going, uh, their final drive heading towards the end zone where they kicked the field goal. So I saw that uh, pass that Mario Manningham caught, and uh, you know what? Got really excited. I was like, they're going to pull it out, you know, first week, whatever. And then I uh, saw that uh, blocked kick and almost returned for a touchdown, so that was, uh, that was pretty rough. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to bring up a terrible memory, but we give each other a hard time a little bit on here, here on the podcast. 
Hey, so let me just start right here then. Uh, your thoughts on the top four, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State now. Okay, so my thoughts on there, I mean, like, Georgia's absolutely crushing it. I mean, their red zone defense is insane. Like, they've only allowed a handful of, t- or a handful of touchdowns all year. That's absolutely incredible, especially being, you know, in, like one of the better conferences and whatnot. Um, let's see, we got Alabama ranked second. Eh, don't really agree with that. But, like you said, you know, college football playoff committee absolutely loves them, so they're going to get in there either way. Um, Oregon, I, I mean, Oregon's good. I mean, they got a good defensive line. Um, you know, their offense has been really explosive, not as much as, like, prior years, but I think they're still doing pretty good. Ohio State, though, nah, should not be ranked fourth. Cincinnati deserves that spot, absolutely. I mean, they're undefeated. Yeah, they've had a couple close games and everything, but, I mean, come on, dude, like, they're still, like, winning the big games on the big stage, so. Yeah, the whole, that that, that Big Ten East picture, you have uh, three teams, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, all in the top seven. I find it really interesting how they're ranking each of those teams, but, uh, but so let me, let me skip past the, the next thing I was going to ask you about. We'll come back to it, the Oklahoma situation, but you mentioned Cincinnati. I mean... Do you see a, a route for them to make the playoff? And if so, what would it take? Uh, I mean, for them to, you know, win the, you know, make the playoffs, they just need to keep winning. Because you still have, um, Ohio State still has to play Michigan, okay? So, I mean, like, that could go either way. Obviously, the past decade, Michigan has been absolutely terrible against Ohio State. <laughs> However, a lot of controversy, a lot of missed calls and everything like that. Um, you know. They have to play Michigan State uh, as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's going to shake up. That's going to wash itself out uh, eventually. But if Ohio State does win out, then it's going to be really tough for Cincinnati to slide to that spot unless something, like, absolutely tragic happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think, I mean, a Big Ten team's going to get in ahead of them no matter what. But I, I think they need... The question to me would be, if Oregon takes a second loss, say to Utah, does Cincinnati get in ahead of Oregon? What do you think about that? With two-loss Oregon? I think so. I mean, like, you know, they're undefeated. They've been doing well. Um, beat, beat a top-ten Notre Dame team. Exactly, yeah. Beat a top-ten Notre Dame team. You know, that was a big game for them. Uh and, you know, if they just keep on winning, they'll probably slide right in there. I mean, like, Oregon will probably finish, like, fifth or sixth if that happens, if they're a two-loss team, depending on, you know, how Michigan Michigan State does for the rest of the season and everybody else. But I think they could slide right in. Here's, here's Ohio State would probably move up. But. Yeah. Well, here's the real question then, okay, because I agree with you. I think if Oregon took a second loss, they would put Cincinnati in ahead of them. Here's the real question, in my opinion. Alabama wins their division, goes and loses a close game to Georgia. Does Cincinnati get in ahead of a two-loss Alabama? You already know that question, dude. There's <laughs> would... no way that they're going to let Alabama slide on top four. I know. That's why they're telling Allen. That's why they're putting them at two right now. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're hedging so that if they take another loss, they can justify keeping them in the top four or five. Like, I can see how, you know, Ohio State is, you know, just behind Oregon, that makes sense. But like Alabama lost to A and M early in the early in the year. 
right? Yeah. So like, how does that justify, you know, it wasn't even a top three team or whatever, so that doesn't make any sense to me, but you know how they vote. So. Well, they, they almost lost to Florida, who's a terrible team now. They're four and five exactly. on the season. They almost lost this yeah, past exactly. weekend. Yeah, so, but so, yeah. they're not going to let us slide out, man. They're not going to do it. I, I agree. Okay, well, so then let me just uh, let me jump back up here to uh, Oklahoma. I, Alan loves this. He thinks Oklahoma is weak sauce. But Oklahoma, undefeated and ranked, they're ranked behind five teams with a loss. I mean, I, Oklahoma has always been, in my opinion, treated like Alabama. They're artificially inflated or, I mean, they are getting mad disrespect, <laughs> don't you think? Well, I mean, you got to look at their strength of schedule, though, all right? Yeah. So, even though, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, you know, and Ohio State have a one loss uh, right now, um, what it comes down to is you have three teams in the top seven that are in the Big Ten East, okay? Yeah. That is a tough, tough conference right now, especially this year. So, I mean, like, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma-Texas game, Texas should have closed that out. That was absolutely crazy how that ended. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what makes that, that game so awesome every year. But other than that, man, they haven't really played, like, any super tough teams. So even though they're undefeated, like, they don't have, like, a top-ten opponent that they just beat the crap out of, you know, so. Yeah. see where they're at. Yeah, they only have the one win against a ranked opponent, and that was the Red River rivalry. And you're right, I mean, I mean, what is that, five? They have five wins by seven points or less, and these are against teams like Tulane, West Virginia, uh, Kansas. Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. I uh, know. Did you see? Did you see? Not to take a little tangent here, but did you see they basically restructured Scott Frost's contract about the same way last oh, yeah. year they did for Arbaugh? Oh yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we'll keep you on, but you ain't getting paid unless you do something. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, you know, you gotta. I mean, you get you, you get uh, sent there. You know, you get you get to accept the job. And, you know, you're supposed to be, like, the savior of the program. Like, that's what Harbaugh was supposed to be. Yeah. The first year he was there, you know, like, tough losses. Like, the, you know, you had the, the uh, fumble punt from, uh, during the Ohio or Michigan State game with, like, what, 14 seconds left. Returned it to the house. I was at an absolute tears. Went through <laughs> about, a, like, a month of pressure after that one. And then, you know, like, Harbaugh still hasn't beaten uh, Ohio State. So that's another big one. But Scott Frost has got to pick it up if he's, you know, going to want to stay there for a long term. Well, you know, you know, I'm a, you, you know, I'm a Colorado fan, and so it takes a lot for me to say this because I can't stand Nebraska. But I, man, I almost feel sad for them at this point. I mean, it's comical. Like they're playing, they play, they went to overtime against Michigan State. They they were within a touchdown of Oklahoma. I mean, they're competing every week. And just finding new ways to lose every week. I know. I feel absolutely uh, sorry for uh, Eli. Shout out to Eli on that one. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, back to Oklahoma, I mean, they're playing Baylor this weekend. So, and they're, you know, they're kind of creeping up there in the rankings as well. Where are they, like, 11th or something like that? 
Well, they dropped down. They just took a loss this last weekend to TCU, okay. and that hurt, right. that hurt Oklahoma's case. But but you're right. I mean, they're still top. I think sixteen or so team. Let me see here. Right. They're they're number thirteen. Yeah. So that means okay, between them and then if Oklahoma State or if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, they're number ten. I mean, that's two top fifteen wins. That'll that'll vault them up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like we'll we'll find out a little bit more. Uh after this weekend when they play Baylor. But, um, you know, like, with their, uh, you know, Rattler, like, he's just been extremely inconsistent. And yeah, they, I mean, they replaced him with Caleb Williams. And I, and then you know, it, and I really like him. He, he, when he gets on the field, the offense responds. The whole team responds. Yeah. Like, you can see it. You can see the leadership. Rattler, he just tries to do too much. You know what I mean? Yep. But Caleb, he just, you know, he takes what the defense gives him and makes good decisions and, you know, got a great arm. Uh, so and he's a, I mean, he's a, fr- he's a freshman too. I mean, the the sky, right, exactly. sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, hey. So let, let's move on. Let me ask you. Uh, along the lines we were talking about Cincinnati, uh, I, I told Alan on the last podcast. I mean, Notre Dame is going to go eleven and one, and they are not going to make the playoff. Do, do, do you see a route for them to get into the playoff? Cincinnati, maybe, but again, like you got to play tougher teams. You have a tougher opponent. Well, and unfortunately for them, it was a down year for USC and for North Carolina. Those are two teams exactly. that were preseason top twenty-five. Florida State's down. I, I just think as long as Cincinnati's undefeated, there's no way Notre Dame can pass them. Oh no! I mean, like even if Cincinnati loses one game, um, like Notre Dame barely beat Toledo. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad look. Like, that should be that should be like an ass pounding. Like, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, that was that was a bad look. But Purdue back up in the rankings now, and Notre Dame beat them. So. Yeah, and I mean Purdue. Purdue's beaten two top five teams this year, which is amazing. <laughs> no, I you, you as a Big Ten guy, it's, they, you got to look at them and just think they're just it, it's just chaos. It's like. They lose to bad teams, and then they somehow beat. You know, they, didn't they beat Ohio State just a couple of years ago? Yeah, and Ohio State was ranked uh, two. Absolutely blew them out. Like, it wasn't even like funny. Does that mean? So, does I that mean, mean, mean they're just they're just one of those sneaky teams that you gotta like look out for? I mean, them and uh, Iowa. Iowa does the same thing. I mean, like Iowa's having a uh, like historic year for them this year. Uh, but normally Iowa's kind of middle of the road, like not very good, not very bad. But then when it comes to a game, they'll just absolutely, you know, be locked on one game and then just knock you out of the top ten. You know, that's what they do. So I've got I've got something I'm just thinking of in real time here. It's probably going to piss you off, but does that mean Jeff Brom, the head coach at Purdue, has a better record against Ohio State than Jim Harbaugh? That's exactly yeah. Gosh. Okay. Well, with that being said, let's move into your area of expertise. The uh, what do you call it? The Glove State or the Mitten State? The Mitten State. The Mitten State. Okay. This was the controversy. David Pollock and uh, Kirk Herbstreit and everybody's going back and forth about Joey Galloway about you know 
did the committee get it right by ranking Michigan six ahead of Michigan State at seven? Now, Michigan State just beat Michigan like ten days ago. Right. Your thoughts? Um, well, you know how I feel about Herb Street, okay? Yeah, no, we feel similarly about Herb Street. Yeah, that was terrible. No video evidence that was clear that he had possession of the ball before, like to call him down. Yeah, I think that I think that changed the entire course of the game. Exactly. So that's a fourteen point swing right there. All right, that killed momentum right there. Yeah. And also, this just came out. The Big Ten put out a statement and they admitted that they made errors in the MSU game versus Michigan. The Big Ten Conference came out and said that. Okay, so the Big Ten admits that they made errors in that MSU game, the officiating. So they're coming out two weeks later after that game saying, yep, our bad guys, but that is absolute dog shit. You can't tell me that Michigan is like, you know, they're making uh, momentum and everything, just absolutely putting the Spartans away. And then you have these officials coming in making these terrible calls, that fumble touchdown, which in the NFL, that would have been a touchdown. There was no evidence whatsoever. You couldn't tell. It was, you know, what's called on the field is what's going to be the final call. That's how it goes. But somehow, magically, you know, they overrule that, and then they say, you know, he was down, which is absolutely terrible. But here's the thing. So Michigan State got straight embarrassed by unranked Purdue, just destroyed. Like, you can't tell me that Michigan State's a better team because they beat Michigan, but then go against Purdue, who's unranked, and get destroyed. Purdue put up almost 600 yards on Michigan State. Right? Yeah, Michigan yeah. put up 550 yards. Yeah, so I mean, Purdue, Purdue controlled that game from start to finish. There's no question about that. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, so, but the question is, when you were comparing two teams with very similar schedules, uh, I mean, first of all, let me just give you a little pushback. Michigan... Although I think they're a very good team, and they may well, very well, be better than Michigan State. You, you, you commented. I mean, at, at a point in the game, third quarter, Michigan was up thirty to fourteen. Exactly. But, but that's why you play four quarters. Your coach crapped in his own hand and just lost the game. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple, of, there's a couple of officiating calls, but that that affects the momentum of the game. I agree. Some of the play calls were very questionable, like. You're not moving the ball well on the ground. Why are we keeping doing this? Just go to the short pass game or anything, or like screens or something, you know what I mean? Like slow down the defense a little bit. But I don't know, man. 
if those two calls, like Walker's touchdown and then that fumble touchdown that got called back, that's a 14-point swing right there. Like, you know, that was a very close game at the end, but come on now, that's unacceptable in my eyes. Well, so Michigan, I mean, as much glory and praise and everything's being heaped on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, they still, to this very moment as we speak, have not beaten a ranked team all year. Not one. Now that now they're probably their most impressive win was at Wisconsin. Now, now that Wisconsin looks really really right. good, but I, I you right, know exactly. my my only concern is you know what if and I mean hey I mean you're a Big Ten guy I mean we, we know Ohio State's probably going to beat Michigan and Michigan State and so then it won't even matter. But right exactly. But if each of them beat Ohio State, then Michigan State would win the division. So, so, so I, I don't understand. Then they're going to still be ranked behind uh, Michigan? Even though they won the well, division? As of right now. As of right now. I mean, like, if they beat, um, you know, Ohio State, Michigan State beats Ohio State, then, yeah, like, obviously they're going to jump. But, I mean, it's just, it was a very close game against Michigan. Um, but, obviously, it really didn't help them getting destroyed by Purdue. I mean... I'll tell you what's really interesting, though, is the last three games for Michigan and Michigan State are all the exact same three teams, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, like, Michigan's got Penn State this weekend. Um, you know, like, I think Maryland's kind of a sneaky team, though, so I think, like, um, Michigan State needs to kind of watch out for them. Yeah, although they get them at home... Right. I, I yeah. I, I'm more worried about Michigan and at Penn State this weekend, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be like the traditional whiteout game, you know, under the lights and all that stuff. But I think it'll be it'll still be a good game. Um, hopefully, Michigan kind of wakes up a little bit and they realize they're like, okay, this is the final three weeks. We got to push really hard. Hopefully, they went out, get that number four spot, and then you know. Onto the Big Ten Championship, and then hopefully playoffs after that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how it develops. Hey, I got big hopes, dude. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how it develops. Hey, what, what's the what's the word with Blake Corum? I guess he was spotted in the second half of the game against Indiana with a walking boot on. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to tell because Jim Harbaugh doesn't like to show his cards. Um, but I was reading uh, a press that came, or a little like clip that came out uh yesterday um he doesn't think it's serious uh but another thing is their third string edwards is possibly out as well so haskins is going to be the bell cow for probably against you know penn state and then we're going to have some like red-shirted freshmen you know step up a little bit so the only time will tell. I mean, like, who knows? It could have just been, like, a sprain or something. He doesn't like to disclose a lot, so it's very hard to tell. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very Michigan thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talk about he's a Michigan man. It's like, yeah. I mean, this dude, this dude, Blake Corum, I had him kind of on a Heisman watch list just a couple weeks ago. And uh, I mean, I, I told you. I, I'm, I remember we had this discussion last year. I was like, this kid... I mean, I, I saw him do, uh, what was it, even though he lost against Michigan State last year. Um, or, yeah, so um, I saw this one run where he was 
Um, and he's only a sophomore, mind you. So, uh, you know, it was just like up the gut and he did this jump cut and absolutely outran everybody to the perimeter to score a touchdown. And my jaw dropped. I was like, this is like Mike Hart, but faster. Mm. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, he's a, he's a... Size, he's just got more speed. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I mean, that duo of Haskins and Corum is is for real. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, so just real quick before I let you go then, uh, thoughts on Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it, you know, what, what's if if you lose to Penn State this weekend and then uh, and then lose to Ohio State, I mean, is he gone or what? At 9 and 3, is he gone? Man, I you know, it, it might be it might happen this year. He's run, he's run out of excuses, you know. Like these are all his players. Um, yeah, he's got to he's got to you know you got to produce if you want to stay at that level, especially you know at Michigan where it's very traditional. Like you have a good football team, solid football team, and like I know most teams would be super happy to have like a nine and three season or a ten win season, but you got to beat Michigan and you, or Michigan State, and you got to beat Ohio State. Like, that's all Michigan fans care about because those are bragging rights for a year. And lately, those rivalries haven't been swinging Michigan's way. That's very tough. All right, real quick before I let you go. Tonight on the Big Ten Network, uh, uh, Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverine basketball team tips off their 2021-22 season against Buffalo. Uh, you, you lose Isaiah Livers, but the Wolverines played – the NCAA tournament without him last year made it to the Elite Eight. Hunter Dickinson back. What 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 do you think about the basketball team this year? Oh man, I'm very excited about. I mean, Jawan Howard, he can recruit, he can coach, he can develop players. Like that's been a godsend for that program. You know, like Coach B was awesome, took him to the finals, Final Fours, and stuff. But Jawan Howard is the real deal. I I think next couple of years Michigan could win a national championship again. Oh, I mean, maybe this year. I, I've got them. They're currently ranked uh, in the AP at number six. I have them at number two in my power rankings. Uh, probably first big test, December 1st, at North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we'll have to see. I don't like to, you know, look at the rankings too early in the season. But uh, about halfway through, you kind of get a feel for the team and how they're playing and everything. But, yeah, I'm really excited. I expect them to go deep into the tournament, um, probably, you know, win the Big Ten um, outright and possibly the, you know, um, Big Ten tournament again. So, I mean, like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know. I know we're still in football mode. But, all right, well, hey, thanks so much, Justin, for joining me here on the Fan Section Podcast. And we are going to go ahead and wrap up this fan section short. On that note, 